you are listening to the B-Cast. just me, your buddy, your cousin, Vixadanio. Back with another one. I'm a little late. I'm a little late this this uh this New Year's Day as you can see. The beard is gone. The beard has been eliminated. Big changes. Now back to looking like Aaron Hernandez, which will make everybody happy. I'm just woke up. It's 6:17 on this beautiful Monday morning. It's the 4th January 4th, everybody's diet starts today. It's Monday, baby. A sip of coffee for the working man like me. Oh, look, I just grabbed the beard comb. I just grabbed the beard comb. I was going to go in for a brush. I have all these utensils here on my desk. Look, I got my beard brush. I got my beard comb that came part of a kit that I broke. Um, immediately, it's a, for those of you that can't see on video, it's a wooden comb, a uh, wooden beard brush, and I have my, my, it's a beard comb and a beard brush that is, um, made of natural fibers, natural bristles. And then I have my black stylish comb that I, I, I started using this for my mustache and my goatee when it got longer, but it's not fashionable. So I did that. Oh, God. And then um, my beard bomb. Grow a beard. Grow a beard. This is from Professional Beard Bomb. Being weak is a choice. Grow a beard. This is all natural and organic. I don't even know how you make organic beard bomb. I don't know. But we're here in the new year. And we're making changes. We're not making changes. I just, I, that beard was for 2020. That was a 2020 thing. I started that with quarantine. I did not have a goal to grow a beard and look like a fucking mountain man. I just grew that because there was no barbershops, nothing. And I thought, you know what? If I look like I'm a fucking lumberjack by the end of this, at least something would have, good, would have came out of it. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I got a shit. So I'm going to wrap this bitch up quick. Uh, it's the morning. I've been having the morning shits because I eat all of the holiday candy. Some, a little bit, not a couple pieces. I eat all of the Halloween candy. I'm talking about bags that go on sale at Walgreens the day after Christmas. The day after all holidays that they sell candy for, like Easter, uh, Halloween. Um, so I just go the day after and I clean up with candy. And uh, I buy big bags, and then I eat them. They say sharing size, but I don't share with nobody. Who's who's there to share with? Huh? My wife, she doesn't like candy. I buy chocolate, and it just sits in the cabinet. And I'm like, hey, look, babe, I bought you a Reese cup. And I buy her like a Christmas Reese cup, like a Christmas tree, or I buy her an Easter egg um, Reese cup. And then they just sit there. 
in the cabinet. And that drives me crazy because candy is to be eaten. It's not to be displayed. It's not for show. All right. Candy's to put in your mouth, chew, swallow, and then look around for more. That's the point of candy. That's just how it works. So I've been gorging on the candy. So today, the first Monday, today's the first Monday of the year. So time to get my act together. I'm going back to fasting. Mm-hmm. Fasting. That means I am not eating breakfast or lunch anymore. I am just eating dinner. All right. Because I don't know how to control myself otherwise. I don't want to diet. I don't want to fucking eat grilled chicken and broccoli and all that shit. So I'm just going to save all my calories for the end of the day and then just binge at night and go to sleep. It's very healthy. Uh, it's doctor recommended. So I'm going to go with it. I'm going to lose weight. Man, right before this fucking thing happened, I lost like 25 pounds. I was just looking at a picture. I started getting my oblique abs back and like the first two abs. It was nice. Uh, but then fucking this disease had to go around fucking killing people and everybody got scared and they had to shut down the economy. And then here we go. All right. Then we're here. <sighs> but fuck it. It's the first of the year. I'm excited. Uh, I'm just excited about this year in general. Last year, we were able to do it. I'm actually posting the year in review. I have a year in review I'm going to be posting. I was going to post this, you know, the before. Uh, I was going to post this New Year's Eve. But uh, everybody got the Rona, and I couldn't, I couldn't go through with the plan of uh, recording the podcast at the new studio with guests. So we're just here, me alone again, just me and you. It's that's the way it should be. I got fucking pasta on my shirt from last night. I'm a fucking disaster. That's okay though. That's okay though because I'm facing my problems. I got sued. Yes, you should probably remember from the last episode, I got sued for a G-note from the radiologist for taking brain scans. And um, I didn't want to pay. I didn't want to pay because I didn't know my insurance was going to cover it. Nobody told me. When I went to the window after the uh, procedure or the, the test, I asked them, hey, I'm going to pay. And they were like, no, we'll mail you a, a fucking bill. And I'm like, that's what criminals do. Criminals tell you, pay us later so we can rip you off. And then that's what they do. Anyway, um, yeah. So this this shit is bothering me. I I gotta go. I gotta cut this short. <laughs> I gotta go. I, this is the first episode uh, that's actually of a legit shitty episode because of nature. All right. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna post. This is the 2019 year review that I'm melding with this one. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, it's real quick. I know this is not the best episode in the world, but I'm, I hope you enjoy it. It's 2019 year review. I never got a chance to post it because Kobe Bryant died last year in the beginning when I was going to post it. And then I ended up doing a Kobe episode because it ended up being episode number 24. So did I do 25 episodes this year? Did I do 25 episodes this year? No way. Kobe Bryant was episode 24. I'm almost positive of it. That's pretty cool. All right, that's pretty cool. I don't I don't think that's true. I'll have to look it up. But I just had to do it. And um, yeah, we lost Kobe Bryant. All right, no, episode wasn't 24, wasn't it? I didn't do 25 episodes this year. 
All right, without further ado, it's the 2019 year in review. I just go over comedy dates and stuff, and um, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, I look forward to this year, to pumping out more podcasts, to pumping out more content, to making this show better, more enjoyable for everybody to listen to, including myself. I need to start listening to my own podcast so that I know what's funny and I can show it to you and I can send it to you on Instagram so then you'll listen. All right, that's the way it works. Listen. Thank you very much. I hope you all have a happy new year. I love you. I'm your cousin. That's the way it is now. I'm just your cousin. If you're listening to this right now, we're cousins. All right. Because when I grew up, all my friends that I loved that weren't my friends, I mean, that weren't my family, I used to tell people that they were my cousins. That's what I always do. So now you're all you're all my cousins. I appreciate y'all. Love you. Enjoy 2019 year in review. are good all right year-end review coming up uh, just trying to set up here oh here we go one more zoom in I think we're good control one all right um just hold on one sec all right i have to pause it a little bit just to fix it but i'm gonna edit all this out anyway all right year in review all right year in review this is the year in review i am uh putting together this video because um i have to get this year end review done i have to look at the whole year um see everything i've done get a big picture so that i know i can go to the next level i don't um you know i didn't do this the year before so this is gonna be my first year really looking at everything i've done and taking a nice inventory um, just so i can have a feeling of accomplishment at all the stuff that i have done review that review that with my goals that I set for last for this year for 2019 you know kind of get a gauge on hit or miss and then set forth the plan for 2020 2020 baby um, so what I got here is my calendar all right for those of you on the podcast um, I am I have a calendar that I have at work and it has all of my comedy dates on it any dates that I kept for uh, things that I had to remember um, so I'm just going to review every day. I know this calendar isn't 100% correct. If I miss you, I'm so sorry. Um, and, um, yeah, we're going to get a good review. This is going to be a, a long one today. I took the day off. I played hooky from work. Um, I, uh, I didn't even tell my wife I was taking off. I'm like a spy. I, uh, I was, I was supposed to have physical therapy this morning, um, for the car accident I had back in September that I've been dragging my ass on doing. And, um, I got there and, you know, there was something with the insurance where I had to put money out of pocket and I don't, I gotta, I gotta look into it further. I'm not going to just start paying, um, 
just because people say you owe money, I need to investigate more. And I think you should do the same thing for your insurance. Like if you go somewhere and you're not expecting to pay money and they ask you to pay money, ask questions. Uh, I made the mistake like last year of doing that when I had um, a scan on my brain because I was having migraines and blacking out. Um, so uh, that, that's a whole nother story. But uh, I went for a brain scan, a really intricate test. And when as I was leaving, I was like, all right, I'll pay the insurance deductible. You know, I, I think it's like, I think it's like 250 for a specialist or something. I knew it was coming uh, for a special test or something like that. And they were like, no, we'll, we'll send you the bill in the mail. You know, and I was like, all right. And I didn't ask questions. And that's where I messed up. I should have asked questions. Uh, I ended up getting a bill for like $1,100 uh, that I was responsible for. Um, you know, but had I known these things up front, I wouldn't have agreed to the test, but that's not the way the healthcare system works. Um, you know, all your stuff is in the background, but anyway, that's for a whole nother, whole nother conversation. I got to stay focused here. I got to stay focused. Um, this is the first video I'm making, I think, uh, in the new studio, you can see the wood paneling behind me. Um, and I'm just looking at what I can see on the thing because of my watch because it's so i'm 2020 baby all right uh as you can see behind me i have the contestant doors where you know magic contestants can come through uh one's a closet so if you come out of that one uh you know we'll welcome you in 2020 um if you come out of that the closet door that's that's 100 percent acceptable um the other door leads to the rest of my house um so if you come through there um uh, Right now, I'll probably be terrified because nobody else is home. Um, yeah, I played hooky because I wanted to get this done. I wanted to spend the day just thinking about myself and reviewing, reflecting, and, you know, trying to get ready for the year to come. All right, so how am I going to do this? What I wanted to do was just to review all of these dates um, and then kind of just talk about the shows, maybe take some notes here. I have this nice moleskin notebook that I barely write in. Um, so oh, I saw something that said the boiler room set. Um, back when I used to prepare for the boiler room. Ah. Um, oh, some good stuff in here. All right. So. I ended up turning this journal into like a free writing journal um, just so I can sit down and try to write streams of thought um, and I don't do it very consistently. I'm terrible at, at writing and I'm terrible at being consistent at anything right now. So, you know, we're just going to start with little, little steps. Um, there's this, I wish I could remember her name, uh, psychiatrist or... Uh, mental health professional, whatever, on TikTok. And she made a video about um, building confidence with yourself. Like if you struggle um, with depression and if you struggle with, I don't know what the heck the freaking premise of the whole thing was. But bottom line is what she said was, if you make small promises to yourself and keep them, like you start earning trust with yourself, 
because a lot of the times when you do make a lot of promise to yourself promises to yourself and you break them over and over and over again you lose um, you know you, you lose credibility with yourself and you know it's a, it's a long rabbit hole so one of these little things I'm trying to do this year is to make promises to myself and keep them and to if I'm saying I'm gonna do something do it like don't say you're gonna do something if you're not gonna do it like I the whole year I'll just spend planning on doing things and you know trying to speak them into existence but then I don't follow through so here we are so 2019 year in review all right uh first show of 2019 was in Caucus, New Jersey Blackjacks it's a nice little bar um I think it is a restaurant too there's tables uh, but it's, you know, a nice little bar in Sea Caucus, and uh, there's comedy there uh, the first Saturday every uh, month. And that's produced and run by Unusual Suspects, um, Unusual Suspects, Unusual Culprits, Unusual Suspects, very fucking great movie. Um, the Unusual Culprits, they're a sketch group production company out of New York and New Jersey, Lee Valentine, Stewie Will, Mario Benitez. If I miss anybody, I apologize. Those are the three guys I've interacted with the most. Lee's constantly booked me there. He lets me come through for guest spots, you know, show up, do a quick five minutes. Um, so that's the importance of networking, you know, within comedy or within any business that you're in, just um, making acquaintances with people, being friendly. Um, a lot of times, being someone people want to work with is going to get you booked more than somebody that's funnier than you because they may have an attitude or something. Who knows? It's Most of the time, people are only going to want to work with people they feel comfortable working with. That's just the bottom line in any industry. So, you know, making these acquaintances. Uh, Lee was also one of the judges for the... Um, for the North Jersey Comedy Festival, which we'll get into later. Um, so Blackjacks, that was a spot I did um, in January. I think I had a beard. Uh, you probably see, I probably have this posted. I probably have this video. Uh, I'll double check, see if I can put a link in the description or something to some of these sets. Uh, that was a fun show. Uh, so that was Saturday the 5th. Uh, Tuesday the 8th was... Um, Nikki's. Uh, Nikki's is a show I run every single Tuesday at Nikki's Bar and Grill, Laugh It Up Tuesday. Uh, that's a show I host and produce every Tuesday. Um, I don't have these on my schedule, which is why I was just about to uh, breeze right past it. But um, I host a show every Tuesday. So that's a spot every single Tuesday that I have where I open the show. I do about 10 minutes, um, sometimes more. Um, I do have, you'll see in the beginning of the year, I do have some Nikki spots highlighted on these Tuesdays. And that was because I was getting someone else to host the show. And um, I would then perform uh, instead of hosting. I would do, you know, I would close the show out. And for me, it was um, really exciting because I started stretching my legs and doing longer sets. I was doing 20 minutes, uh, 15, 20 25 I think the most I did was like 33 minutes maybe um, 
this is mostly riffing off the top of my head. This is going through material, weaving in and out of material that I've written and um, or have done before versus um, something that just came because of the interaction, uh, especially if it was a good crowd. Um, so I stopped doing that. I'll get into that a little later in the months. Um, just because of management, that's it. That's that's what it boils down to. And then, uh, all right, so that was the 5th. Now we have the 11th, it was a Friday. Um, this was at the station, Barn Grill. All I have written here is Cranberry, which I know is just the only show I do out there, is the station Barn Grill. That's run by Mike Bonner, a great guy, cancer survivor. Uh, I think his sons are state troopers and... Um, uh, just a really great guy. If you ever just throw him a quick Google, you'll see uh, he's been in the paper for a lot of cool stuff. Um, been in the news. I want to say the paper. I'm, I'm old school. That's just my generation. He's been in the paper. Yeah, he's been in the paper, kid. Come on. Get the paper, kid. You ever watch that movie Musies? That's a great movie. You see the craziness of how the newspaper game was. Those were like the early influencers, right? Those little Musie guys were those... I'm surprised nobody ever did any advertising on them. Like those kids were standing on the corner. You should have paid them an extra nickel a week or something back then just to hold a sign around their neck or wear a sticker on their uh, on the uh, on the lapel or something or their hats. Could have just done some free advertising. I don't even know if there's stickers back then. Um, all right. Anyway, Cranberry Mike uh, Mike Bonner. I don't remember much about this show in particular but i always have a good time that's a great restaurant they have um really good food like that's a restaurant restaurant um where you know what i mean by restaurant versus a bar type of deal like uh blackjacks blackjacks um the bar is still in the dining area like it's still all connected like a uh, in the station bar and grill like there's two separate rooms uh, and there's an additional separate room for the comedy, which is what I love about this room um, is that you're separate. A lot of these comedy shows, bar shows that you do, especially like the show I host, the comics are in with the crowd. They're part of the crowd They're or they're in the back. And, you know, you can you're part of the show the whole time. There's no real quiet area for comics to sit and talk and get a good interaction Um that networking, talking about material, talking about, um, you know, things that are happening. That stuff is priceless. And you get a really good dose of it here at the Station Bar and Grill. Because like I said, the comedy is in a separate room. The comics have a separate table. The restaurant has a comics menu where we can all order food off the, you know, off the um, bar. I don't know how, what's the, I was going to say off the cuff, police off the cuff. Shout out to them. Um, well, Mark DeMeo. Uh, damn, I keep forgetting the other guy's name. I keep getting distracted. I'm sorry. Um, what was I saying? Off the cuff. Yeah, the restaurant provides a, a food menu for you. And um, you can order all of this different food. And it's delicious. Um, so, what was I saying? Cranberry. All right, so you have the talking with the comics and having that good network. And then, you know, Mike Bonner has a good room. Um, I'm always mean to, to pick his brain. I think he's got three years. I want to say three years 
maybe five. I'm sorry, Mike. I don't remember off right now off the top of my head. But he just celebrated an anniversary, and I wanted to pick his brain on how um, he gets a consistent crowd to come out. I know he's he's got um, some ads in the paper or something. I gotta I gotta talk with uh, with Nikki and sit down and see what we can do to spread the word. Um, what else? Um, so that's a good show. It's always a, a, a fun time. And, um, and I, I do, I do pretty well in that room. Um, you know, just riffing with the crowd and they're always fun and they're there for the comedy. There's no distractions. It's really nice. It's a really good room. <clears throat> uh, then we got the 15th Nikki's. I did a spot there. Um, at my own show, I forgot who hosted. Um, then we have the Wooden Spoon, January twenty fourth. The Wooden Spoon was in Glenrock, if I'm not mistaken. The Wooden Spoon, no, the Wooden Spoon. Oh man, where was the Wooden Spoon? The Wooden Spoon, no, the Wooden Spoon. Why can't I remember the Wooden Spoon? All right, so we got one. All right. So we had one, two, three, four, four spots for January. All right, so what we're going to do is try to get, I want to get a spot total for the whole year. I'm sure I did. You know, this is not including open mics. This is just shows uh, April, May, June, July. July, to me. Uh, July, August, my birth month, September. I still celebrate in September, um, October, scary, November, I get to eat, December, celebrations all over the place, my wife's birthday is December, uh, and that's it, alright, so, June, August, September, October, November, alright, so, four shows this month, um, try to do better this month. I don't have any shows lined up for, for, for January, so that's another thing I gotta do today is I need to make a nice catalog of all the producers uh, and bookers that I talk to and deal with on a regular basis that give me spots, and then I need to set up a contact system. A, uh, am I gonna contact this person weekly? I need to talk to this person you know, monthly. Whatever the case is, I need to make sure I hit them up, say hi. It's not just about always asking for something. Hey, how you doing? How's everything going? Do you need anything? Can I do something for you? Very good way to um, jab, 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 like Gary V says, right? Jab, 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 right hook. The whole philosophy for philosophy behind that is that you provide cert, you provide value to someone first, and then in return, they're gonna feel compelled to, you know give you what you want or which is the main payoff is just that you feel better like you just get that connection like if I just do something for someone and don't expect anything in return it's just good energy you put out and guess what when you think you're, other people aren't paying attention other people are paying attention and if people notice how you interact with other people that makes you more attractive for other people to want to interact with you you have to remember people are paying attention when you're interacting with people that you don't like when you're interacting with people that don't like you all of those interactions people watch what you do and you know i know it's cool to say i don't give a fuck what people think and you know that's 
good to an extent, but your there's also your reputation, and your reputation is important. So how you interact with people and how you um, uh, interact with people that don't do anything for you, other people pay attention to that. People pay attention to how you deal with the waiter. People pay attention to all those things. And whether they do it consciously or subconsciously, I really believe that people form a perception of you and their inner security systems put up walls like immediately like you know when you get that feeling about somebody and you don't know why it's because you may not see it but there's something inside of you that does and it recognizes that and um it's just good to pay attention to that so all right that's january the wooden spoon man what is that the wooden spoon all right i know what the wooden spoon is boom i'm glad i remembered shout out to gnome promotions all right the wooden spoon was not that show i have a um uh oh that is that show the wooden spoon i have the the poster there i'm gonna hang that poster up here um somewhere that's the only poster i have with my face on it um for a show that's the wooden spoon i can't believe i forgot that maybe that's not the show the wooden spoon the wooden spoon that might be the show i got booed at um i was doing a show for um shout out to known promotions uh, and Michael Marino over there. I keep calling him Michael Marino. What an idiot. Because of the, the comic Mike Marino. And then I have another comic, Michael Marino. Um, local comic. Uh, New Upper New York State area. Funny guy. Anyway, um, Lawrence Marino. Known promotions. That's who got me this spot right here. Um, at the Wooden Spoon. That's in Bloomfield. I'm almost positive this is the one that I got booed at. Um and that was a funny, maybe not the one I got booed at. That might have been in the summer. Um, I'll get to that, too. I think we'll get to that. But the Wooden Spoon, that was um, <clears throat> no promotions. No, I did not go to this show. Did I have, um, I think this is the show I canceled. Sure was. Yes, it was the show I canceled because I had... Um, Oh, I got to take that spot down. So one, two, three, only three spots. I canceled this one because I had um, uh, chicken pox for adults. God, I can't remember the name. Chicken pox for adults. I had to break out right here across my chest. Man. Um, oh, my God. I can't believe I can't remember the name right now. Chicken pox. I have to Google this now. Chicken pox for adults. This is disgusting that I can't remember this name right now. And it's just going to shut everything down right now because I have to stop and look it up. Chicken pox for adults. Oh, my God. This did not spell right. Chicken pox for adults. Boom. Somebody doesn't know what it is because it's chicken hogs of varicella is highly contagious it's not varicella alright it's just called chicken pox alright we're just gonna call it oh shingles yes I had the shingles oh my god the shingles were terrible that's right January shingles last year I had the shingles in January um so that was off to a rough start with the shingles. It was like all over here. I'm going to post some pictures 
see if I can edit some pictures into this video of I don't know where it's gonna go um, but uh, it's pictures I had it all over I had it from the chest I had like a stripe and it went around the side around my back and that it was so painful oh man that's right and I, I got the shingles like the week before I, I couldn't make that show that's oh man yeah, because then I was out two weeks, and then I had February. I had um, the st I had Stone and Rail in Glen Rock. Shout out to Garrett. He moved out to Colorado. Prick, you're not going to be on my list of producers to call. How about that, uh, Garrett? This was um, side splitting comedy. That was the name of his production company. Um, I don't know if he's still rocking that out there in Colorado. Hope you are, Garrett. Um, he did put on good shows with all his family. That was the best. Um, Stone and Rail, yes, in Glen Rock. That was a really good show, really fun. You could catch that. I'll put the link to that video on YouTube. Um, had some funny crowd moments there. Um, that was a right around the time I really started realizing I didn't have a tight set. Like, I don't have, um, like, a tight 10. I don't have a tight 5 where I can just go... And I know all the jokes. Like, I could just run it. I could probably do a tight five. Maybe. I mean, if I worked on it really hard, I, I mean, I enough material to have a tight ten. For sure. Um, I could, well, I mean, see, the problem is, is a lot of the stuff I do is it, it comes off the top of my head, like, in the interaction and in the moment. Um so for better or worse, I mean, that's the problem is that it could go either way. So that was right around the time, uh, especially talking to um, one of my favorite comics, up and coming comics right now, Lynette Palladino, um, who is so funny and she works so hard and she really puts together um, a presentation like you're if you go see Lynette Palladino, you're going to get your money's worth like she puts in the work um, and you know, you get what you pay for um, there. And um, I don't even know what I was trying to talk about. All right. Anyway, um, Stone and Rail. Yeah. So we had that one show. The next show is Clash Bar. I crossed that out because this guy Raj invited me to show, made it sound like it was a spot. And then at the last minute, I found out it was just like, you know, everybody was already booked. Like he just wanted me to go to the show to pay money watch other people do comedy so that was the end of that um joe b day over here i don't know whose birthday was there was a roast battle like i got out of on the 25th um eliazar produces roast battles i don't know what happened um there um i didn't write down a note or anything i just an x through it um all right so march 8th um, all right, so February was a shitty month. I wonder what happened here. February, I only had one book show. There might have been other shows that I did not write down. But I'm going to cross-reference this with my Instagram. Um, and um, I am going to see if there was more shows. But why did I have a shitty February? I don't know. Just a good question. All right, um, next here in March, The Station. We let off with The Station Bar and Grill in Cranberry. Um, 
SFSO, Stress Factory, uh, March 13th, Stress Factory Open Mic on Wednesdays. I count those as shows because it's an open mic in a real comedy club. Um, let me see here. You know what I like about the Stress Factory Open Mic is that you can get a lot of um, college traffic, like people that just come on a Wednesday just because they know it's an open mic and it's going to be a relaxed, fun kind of atmosphere. Um, so those are good. Uh, the Loft... Um, the Loft, The Loft, The Loft was um, the comedy dungeon that we had in um, Patterson, me and Clint Esposito, Comedy Collusion. Um, this was a spot that he found, and um, it was nice. It was a really good spot. We, you know, we got really excited about it. It was, you know, what we wanted to be able to do comedy at a spot and be able to seat about 80 people. And um, I think we the most we already got was there was like 30. We never really got a chance to get grinding. They wanted like instant results and they weren't prepared for us to sit there and build and build an audience. Nobody knew there was comedy there. Why would anybody go there? It's a banquet hall. People don't even know there's a restaurant there. So, you know, you have to, you have to get time to build it. And uh, we didn't get that amount of time. Um, so I think we only put on like maybe three or four shows there, maybe, maybe a few more than that. Um, <clears throat> but it was fun while it lasted. Good experience. Um, you know, more exposure for us um, just to get out there and be trying things. Even if you fail, I feel like when you're trying things, people see that you're trying things. People see that you're working and that is attractive as well. Just to see, people like to see other people hustle or other people are hating on you then that's another positive like if nobody's hating on you it's because you're not doing anything like that's you know that's how i feel about it. that's how i feel like if nobody's hating on me i'm not doing shit nobody is hating on me unless i don't hear about it but whatever i don't care about that um so that was <clears throat> that was uh the law of the station that's two spots stress factory i'm not gonna count uh laugh it up tuesday uh that's another one in the books and then black box theater March 22nd, I remember that show. Um, buddy of mine from work came uh, to that one. That was in uh, that was done by Fat Comedy, Rafael Hernandez, funny comic, funny comic um, out of Jersey, out of North Jersey, Dominican dude. Uh, he's very skinny. That's why his name is Fat Comedy. Um, he is uh, he's a really funny comic, and he has these shows here sometimes at the Black Box Theater in Teaneck. Nice little, um, a nice little space. It's uh, mostly for like, like um, improv. Um, I don't even want to say improv, like actual theater plays, like maybe musicals. I, mean, I think they might have done Cats there or something. But it's, um, it's, it's a nice spot. You know, the only weird plate thing about that place is the bathroom is. Like if you have to go to the bathroom, you have to walk right in front of the stage. You have to come down from the, you know, seats and then walk right in front of the stage. So you just look at somebody go to the bathroom, like you shithead. Like what are you doing? Um, uh, but I mean that's not a big deal. That's another place has a green room, which is fun. I love places that have green room. Nothing makes me feel more like a comic than a spot with a green room. Um, as cheesy as that may seem, I don't care. Uh, so that's it. So that's Black Box. So we have one, two, three, four spots this month. 
that are on the record. We're off to a really great um, quarter here. All right, we're uh, eight spots in for the quarter. Not bad. Um, and on to April. On to April. All right, TDC. It's probably meant to be TCD, the Comedy Dungeon. Uh, that's what we let April off with. Um, I show there. And then we had on the 11th of April, Zona Tribeca. One of my favorite shows, hands down, to be on. Uh, it's a city show in the basement of a Mexican restaurant, Zona Tribeca. It's in Tribeca, on Tribeca. Um, I think that I think it's on Tribeca. No, it's on Greenwich Street. I don't fucking know. I'm not a city guy. Um, that's a really dope show. That's run by Eric Miller and Kevin Sanchez, uh, two guys that have become good friends of mine. Uh, through this comedy deal, um, I met Kevin. I met Kevin at an open mic um, at a bringer I was doing in Broadway Comedy Club, and um, Broadway Comedy Club. Yeah, I met I met Kevin. Oh, I just shook the whole camera. Uh, I met Kevin at at an open mic before a bringer show I was doing. So there was a bringer show it had to be like at seven, I think. Um, and there was an open mic right before it and I met Kevin there and we hit it off talking we exchanged social medias then we started talking on social media and then I booked him on my show and he booked me on his show which is on a Tribeca so um, I do I think I've done that show I'm pretty sure I'm due to do it in January I gotta see um, yeah actually I am due to do it this January coming up um, so I'm excited about that. Always love um, performing there. It's a nice little brick wall spot. Cool little crowd. Funny people. I met some really funny comics there, like Alex Starr. I met him. I had to follow Alex Starr one day, one time there. Alex Starr, very funny com comic out of uh, New York City and D.C. And I think he does a lot of work mostly in D.C. But I met him there, and then he went before me and just crushed just destroyed this room i my face was hurting from laughing and i had to follow him and i just remember when i saw him get the light i snapped out of it because i had just been watching him i wasn't thinking about i was next he had me lost laughing i was just laughing through his whole set and then when i saw him get the light it snapped like oh you're next yeah you gotta follow that i was like no no and um uh, I was I just went up there and I and, uh, and I, I did really good afterwards, you know, I, I enough that, you know, we hit it off. Um, you know, he told me I had a good set afterwards, too. But, to you know, it just it gave me a lot of confidence because I was like, all right, this guy went up there and crushed. And then I went up there and just like tried to keep the energy of the crowd like that was it's different. Like when you go up after not only somebody that bombed but just anybody that just has a good set like you go up and you try to keep like that's energy that you've been able to match but when you're new like me and you've never seen the the level go up that high on some on like a room and then you go up there and you're like wow i don't think i've ever even got the room up to that level and you gotta maintain it it's it was um a really good experience so that's a dope show zona tribeca shout out to them uh, for always uh, giving me spots there. I appreciate you guys. Um, after that, we had Producers Club that ended up moving. 
Um, well, I'll get to that one. Laugh It Up Tuesday. Uh, we have that here in April 16th. Uh, so that was a spot there at Nikki's Bar and Grill, my own show. Forgot who uh, produced that. Uh, then the following week, my first road gig. I hit the road um, with uh, Rich Carucci. Shout out to Rich Carucci, the steamroller comedy. Uh, another good friend that I met in comedy and um, met him at open mics and just hit it off. He's been doing comedy for a long time. He comes from, a th I think he's a third generation comedian and you know, he comes from a family of comics and he has been um, really just a really good person to meet, a really good contact, a really good friend, very sweet person. Um, and, you know, he's funny as hell. Uh, he was a former um, 911 operator. Um, so he's got funny bits about that um, for Hackensack Fire Department. And um, he recently retired. Um, so uh, I haven't seen him in a while. I got to talk to Rich, reach out to him. What's up, Rich? Um, we went first road gig to Pennsylvania. It was like a three-hour ride, I think, or something like that, maybe a little longer, out to Beach Lake, to the fire department out there. That was a fun show. That's where I met Mark DeMeo, where I just said police off the cuff. He was the headliner. I opened the show. Rich hosted. And, um, oh, man, there was another comic there that I met who was featuring Excuse the slurp. Ah. And, um, yeah, so Mark DeMeo headlined. And um, that that was a show. I, I don't know what I did. I went up there, and I was like, this material is not going to work for these rednecks. So I just started making fun of them. And uh, and I had a good time. They had a good time. Um, I had a good set. They didn't boo me out of that place. Some people laughed. Uh, you know, I didn't kill. For sure, I didn't kill. But I had a good set where, you know, nobody was upset, right? That's all that matters. Um, people had a good time. People smiled. I made people laugh. I didn't kill the room, but, you know. All right. Then we have the Producers Club. Um, his name is on the edge of my throat. I was really not looking forward to not forgetting someone. I apologize. I'm going to... Um, It's just, you know, sometimes you meet people and you don't have many interactions with them, so you forget their name. I'm terrible with names. Um, so my bad about that. Um, what else? All right, so that's that's the show's... Producers Club is a show in the city. It's at the Producers Club. That's the name of the place. They have like a whole bunch of different rooms where they produce shows at, all types of different kinds of events. They have a bar. Very nice little spot. They got Mark Norman there. Um, you know, for those of you that are, you know, need a name, there's so, so many other funny comics that go through there as well. Um, so that's dope. Um, one, two, three, four, five, five shows. Uh, I have also the comedy dungeon, uh, put here, uh, and crossed out on the 19th. But that's because that's pretty much around the time that uh, it all fell apart. So one, two, three, four, five shows. Ah, ah, ah. April. All right. Now what are we talking about here? Let's go to May. May. May, I was beat the whole freaking, the whole month until the 19th. 
of May. I have Karuchi here, but I don't remember what I did. Karuchi. Yeah, I don't remember what I did right here. Karuchi. Karuchi, Karuchi, Karuchi. Kuchikuchi. Karuchi. Oh, all right. No, we do have something to talk about here. The ball show. Right here. All right, so Comedy Dungeon, another uh, crossed out date here in May. And another crossed out date. This one really hurt. This one was um, a show produced by Comedy Collusion. Um, Clint Esposito, this was the bowling show, the infamous bowling show where um, there's theater in the bowling alley that seats about 75 maybe to 100. Um, they, you know, worked out a deal with Clint and we had booked Aaron Berg. We had Aaron Berg, um, myself featuring for Aaron Berg. Like this was going to be my first featured show for a national headlining comedian. Um I was so excited about this months in advance. I didn't say anything until they started advertising. And then I was on it trying to promote this show. Um, and I really thought this was going to happen. And things fell apart with the venue. First, they wanted a bigger feature. So I got bumped from the feature spot. All right. Let's just get that clear because other people were bumped from the show. Because I was bumped from the feature spot, then they were upset. And I wasn't, I mean, I was upset, but I didn't get mad at anybody because, you know, I just, you know, I'm in a different place. But um, I was just upset. You know, I got bumped from the feature spot because they wanted a bigger name feature. He got uh, Karen Fien, Fee, Karen Feehan who co-produces and co-hosts a show with Aaron Berg. Um, she is a city comic. She's a real legit feature comic. So I didn't have a problem with that. I got bumped to opening the show, which I'm still on the show. That's that's why I wasn't upset, because I was still on the show. So, you know, no disrespect to anybody else that was, was upset that got bumped from the show. Um, two other people did get bumped from the show because they had to give more time for Karen and um, I was going to take less time and take the opening spot. And um, the show ended up getting canceled after that because then they didn't sell any tickets. The bowling people were like, hey, no tickets are moving. And then we're like, well, you know, Clint had been following up with them about promoting the show and they weren't responsive. And they kind of made it seem like they had everything um, handled um, and they didn't. So... The show ended up not happening, uh, but I was excited for that one, and it didn't happen, and that's it. You move on, and other things happen. I ended up, you know, you'll, you'll see later my Aaron Berg problem. All right, whatever. Um, Karuchi, I don't know what happened on the 19th for Karuchi. It just says Karuchi here. Oh, this was a party that he threw that and I ended up not being able to make it. I think that's what it was, party, Karuchi party. That's what it was. Uh, party that ended, ended up not making it. Then we have a doubleheader, two shows. One night, uh, I had a show at Rivara's in Fairlawn, and then another show at Rhino um, at 10 p.m. Or was it an open mic? Was it a show or an open mic? No, 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 no. It was a show. It was a show. This was um, this was a show with um, uh, Dave Namery and um, Jimmy McDonald. Jimmy McDonald and Dave Namery, both funny North Jersey comics. Um, and, you know, Dave's a really good friend of mine. Uh, Jimmy's a friend of mine. And they put me on this show. It was like a show about um, high school 
Was it no prom night? Prom night stories or prom night like, um, yeah, prom night stories. That's what it was about. So it was a 10 p.m. show at Rhino, and then Rivara's 8 p.m. Uh, show at Rivara's um, in um, Fairlawn, New Jersey. It's a restaurant and a bar. Nice place and true, true. Shout out to True Story for booking me out on that. Um, then I had another spot at Nikki's, uh, Big Mike show. Shout out to my boy Big Mike. He hosted this show um, that uh, Dan Soder headlined, and I just went as a guest just to support my boy Big Mike hosting. He's been to a lot of my bringers and shit, so um, shout out to him. Then July, then June first, June first on a Saturday, I had a spot in Jersey City. I don't remember. What that show was. Um, oh, like, you know what? I didn't count May. Let's get the tally. The tally for May is one, two, three, three spots. All right, three spots in May. June's a little better though. June looks nice. June, um, we had Jersey City. Don't know what we're leading off with here on a Saturday. Jersey City spot. Um, gosh. Gosh, I don't remember what that one was. I'm thinking it was probably um, Jersey City. This one was probably the um, porno show for Ange. All right, I'm going to give Ange credit. Angela Shop. Friend of mine, I love Angie. Um, thank you for booking me on this show. This was, a, I th if this is a show that I think it was, this was a really fun show. Um, I wish I had the video for it. I think, I think Angie does. And um, it was going to work its way into um, a, an adult swim um, thing that she was doing. Uh, that ended up to being put on on hold for personal reasons, but uh, that was a I think that was the, sh the show that I believe it was the Jersey City Porno Show, which I'm just I just keep saying Porno Show like it's a comedy show that it was just Porno Show you just talk about you know dirty shit. Um, all right, now that was that. Then we had June fourth. We had the one night event. Ooh, one night event. I hosted for uh, the World Series of Comedy. It's a national festival. Um, and they made a change this year where they allow people to produce a show uh, called a one night event and you get people to register into the festival um, and they get an opportunity to perform at your one night event. And if they win the one night event, they go directly to the satellite event, which for us was Boston and um, at Laugh Boston. So you, um, I think it was like $45 I think registration, something like that. You register, and instead of just submitting a video, um, you submit a video that gets you know um, selected. That might be get. You submit a video that they look at to see if you get selected to move on to the next round, right? Normally, that's how normal festivals work. Normal festivals, you don't get to perform um, just by submitting. Sometimes you know you, they have to, you know. They have to select you. 
But this way, you got a chance to perform off the top, and you know you it was a more of a more of a chance that you controlled, and you can see it right in front of you. So I had to produce the show um, with Laughing Up Tuesday. Had judges. Uh, my judges were Grisel Cabrera, um, uh, Mike, who's um, uh, Nikki's ex um, from Nikki's bar, and the other judge was. Was it J-Lat? I think it was J-Lat. Pretty sure it was J-Lat. We're going to say J-Lat. Um, and uh, they picked a winner. And the winner ended up being Dave Namery, who we just talked about. And he went out to Laugh Boston, and he lost and, and completely shamed us. But we still love him. Uh, then... That was the one-night event. Then on Thursday, the known promo show. Now, this was the show. That other show, The Wooden Spoon, that was the show I got booed on. This show was... Um, I'm pretty sure this is the show I got booed on. I'm just making sure. Yep, it was. Um, the other show that I said for known promo, The Wooden Spoon show, that was the show I got booed at. This one, the known... Uh, this known show was... Um, at another spot, this one, I did not get booed at. Hold on one sec. I need to get the name of this place. The Saloon. That's this one. This one was The Saloon. Um, the Saloon over in um, Bloomfield. No promotions against uh, Lawrence Marino. Shout out to him. Then 15, Staten Island. The Staten Island crew. Um, just the, the whole Fifth Borough Comedy Festival. All of those guys. I really, really like them. Um, we just had so, so many good times um, hanging out with them. Greg and Rob. Um, Nick Cara. Farouk Hussein. Um, Patrick Haggerty. Um... Mush, oh, I forgot his fucking name. Oh come on, oh, he's got fucking autism. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I just had it. Oh man, that's terrible. Um, all those guys. If I'm missing anybody, um, Jerry Martinez, um, Dan. Um, there's just there's such a bunch, a big group of guys. Um, they all take care of each other, all book each other, they all produce shows, and that's a really dope comedy scene out in Staten Island. Uh, then we had Franca Fit. that's when my sister-in-law made me puke on Father's Day um, at the gym. That was a terrible time. Um, then we had a Broadway comedy club, Cancel the Bringer, Zona Italia again, Zona Italia, Zona Tribeca, Zona Italia? No, I don't know what the hell that is. Zona Tribeca, and then um, what else is the comedy barbecue? Oh, barbecue for the for the company. We had the company barbecue on the twenty first. All right, World Series of Comedy on the twenty second. That was another spot that was on James Mack's show. James Mack produced a show for the one night event. James Mack and Clint Esposito. Um, they produced a show that uh, I performed on. That was my chance to get in. I didn't get picked on the show. I think I came in second um, for that one. Uh, yeah, second place. I think I did. I got beat by um, Kimberly Hello. Funny, funny girl. Um, yeah, she beat me that night. So she went on to Laugh Boss and, and also disappointed. Um, so, you know, whatever. 
Um, then we have uh, the 23rd, Hot Rods. I did a show, Hot Rods, the summer comedy series at Hot Rods with Clint Esposito. They were doing a show there a month, and I did one on Sunday, um, the 23rd. Then I had the Old Canal Inn at 8 p.m. Maybe that's where I got booed. That's another known promotion. Old Canal Inn? No, 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 no. Getting mixed up here. Old Canal Inn. I gotta look that up. I'm just all over the place. One of these shows I got booed at, all right? If everybody wants to know, I keep bringing this up. It was a known promotion show in Bloomfield. I feel like the weather was nice because I think I was wearing a T-shirt. And... Um, and that was a show I was on with Farouk, and I have to remember that date. And then, and, oh my God, I keep getting distracted. Anyway, um, we show was going. I went up. I got the, before the show. Before I went up, I saw this Asian guy in the front row who just was like this the whole time with his arms crossed, and you know he was like smiling, but he really wasn't laughing. And like his white girl, white wife was next to him who wasn't doing much either because of him. I feel like he had her locked down because he was like so close like that. So I'm like, damn, I wonder how I could pop him. So I got up there and um, I said a joke I do where I, you know, um, domestic abuse joke, it's stupid. And um, he laughed at that. And he opened his arms and he laughed. When he, when I saw that, I zoomed in on the media. I said, "I gotcha." <laughs> I was everybody, and then and then everybody had known that he was like that, so everybody caught on to what I was talking about. That I got him, and he got everybody laughing. And then I started going back and forth. So it's domestic abuse jokes that get you going. No wonder she's been quiet the whole time. Like you know, then I'm cracking him with that, and everybody's laughing, and you know we got that going. And then I went too far, and I made a World War II Japanese joke to him, and I lost the entire crowd. Everybody turned on me at that point. They didn't like that. And then I ended up asking everybody on the left side who had turned on me. I asked like ten people in a row if they were from Bloomfield. I had no jokes. I just. Took a nosedive right from there. And then I, I recovered towards the end, like the last two minutes. I turned them back around a little bit. I got the light. As I was turning them, I got the light. And then I would close with this vulgar joke. I'm not even going to repeat it because it's just, it's just a vulgar joke. And it's funny. All right. And um, there's a lot of people that like this joke. Um, people ask me to tell this joke. Um and I said it, I closed with it. And when I closed with it and I hit the punchline, this lady said, boo. And I was like, all right, get home safe. Everybody except her. And I got off the stage and I left and I couldn't, but she just said, boo. I was like, oh my God, this lady was so mad. Anyway. Um, and I had noticed that that lady did not, she didn't like me from the domestic abuse joke. She was already like a feminist. She had the short blonde hair with the fucking, it was just anyway. Um, I knew I was done from the minute from the minute I said that domestic abuse joke, and I saw her. I was like, "Oh, she's not like not gonna like me." All right, so June. Uh, that was the Old Canal Inn. So June, we had a pretty good month. We had the Jersey City Porno Show one, the one night event two, Porno uh, uh, the Gnome Show three, Staten Island four, uh, Zona Tribeca five, the My World Series of Comedy event that I performed that. That was six. Hot Rod, seven. 
Old Canal Inn, eight. And then 30, Staten Island, another one. That one is with John Kirshner. How could I forget John Kirshner? Staten Island, John Kirshner and um, Nick Hara. That is the um, Raveling, Raveling Thread, Unraveling Thread uh, comedy show at Red Bank Inn, I think it is. Um, no, it's not the Red Bank Inn. Just forget what I'm talking about. Staten Island, that's a good one. Um, that's another good show. So... I lost count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shows this month. Not bad. Nine shows for June. That was a busy month. All right. My family hated me that month. All right. Then uh, July. Oh. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah, okay. I went to Florida in July. First week of July. I don't remember for what. Vacation? Because my mom was sick this year, so I don't, I'm just trying to see if I went for her being sick or was it for a vacation vacation. I don't think my wife went. I don't remember. All right. Anyway, uh, I had a show in Longwood, Florida that I canceled. Yes, I did go because my mom was sick. I went because my mom was sick. Uh, my mom was starting um, chemo treatments. Um, my, mom had, my mom had got diagnosed with lung cancer this year. Um, and this was the start of her chemo treatment. So I went down there. I spent three weeks with her. Uh, General Pores was a spot I had that I gave up. Um, so we're going to go with, um, I think I had one spot. We're going to do one spot for Laugh It Up Tuesday, my one spot that I did. And then that's around the time that the spot start stopped happening. Because when I was gone, I had other people hosting the show, and they didn't do a great job. And um, because of that, nobody's allowed to host a show but me now, um, which is not my bar. This is what the owner wants. This is what the owner gets. Whatever keeps this show going. I'm all for it. If it means me getting fired, whatever. Whatever keeps the show going and keeps the show alive for uh, North Jersey comedy and for us to have a spot on Tuesdays, um, you know, to do um, to do what we do, work on our craft. Um, yeah, so that was around the time that, um, that that stopped. So then nobody else is allowed to host a show anymore, which means I host a show... Which I think I'm gonna this year. I'm gonna even host a show and still do, and still close the show out because I'm an animal. It's my show. It's what I can do whatever I want. All right. So we go into August third. Um, was it the William Center? No. Oh, yeah, 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 Oh, my God, I'm so, okay. August. The Williams Center. Um, my buddy I went to high school with is on the board of the uh, Williams Center in Rutherford, the Williams Center of Performing Arts. They have a movie theater there, and they also have a stage. 
in the theater. Um, so they have comedy there, and Sam Morell was performing um, there. And um, my friend Matt asked me if I wanted to do a spot there, maybe even host a show. And I was like, hell yes. So um, he told me, you know, uh, he doesn't do the comedy. He could just get me in. Uh, he doesn't, like, book the comedy or anything. But I can go down there. And worst case scenario, if I can't perform or if there's no room for me or anything, then I can, um, um, I can, I'm just thinking. Of, I, I, right away, like, I'm trying to talk to you and then I'm already thinking about stuff that happened that day. Um, if I can't perform, then I could just hang out and watch the show. And I was like, all right, that's cool. I was going to do a um an open mic, I think. Yeah, I think there was an open mic. I think I ended up still going to do an open mic that night in Jersey City. There was the late night mic. That's right. There was a late night mic. Um, there was a late night mic at Jersey City after this, but I was going to go to the show because it was also the porno show. So I was going to go to that and just hang out and then wait for the open mic afterwards. Um, again, being in that environment, networking, talking and all that good stuff. Um, but Matt, uh, my friend from school, offered me this opportunity, and I showed up there, and that was really dope experience. Um, I got to meet Matt Morell. I got to meet Dana, Dana, Dina Hashem, Dina Hashem, Dina Hashem. She's like Ash Ketchum's sister, um, Dina Hashem, and um, Max Antonucci, good friend of mine, moved to uh, moved to Cali. Um, I say good friend of him just because I really like him. We're not really good friends, but I'm friends with him. He's just uh, you know, a really likable person. Um, he went to, he moved out to LA. He's chasing his dreams out in LA right now. And um, you know, I think that's really cool. But um, oh, we're approaching an hour. All right, so this thing's still recording. Perfect. Um, he moved out to LA. He's doing comedy out in LA now, but uh, he's friends. He went childhood friends or high school friends with Dina Hashem, who opens for Sam Morrell. Uh, for those of you who don't know Dina, who Dina Hashem is or Hashem, I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your name. Um, she is the comic that had the XXX Extension joke, XX Extension joke. Um, that got everybody all riled up and then she got a lot of hate from it. Um, she's really, really funny. I watched her set that day and she was really funny, um, really good jokes, um, very well written. She has great stage presence, all that stuff. She's really funny. Um, and Sam Morrill absolutely destroyed too. He was hilarious. Uh, and I got to hang out with them backstage and talk and, um, Sam did a new joke, and then I was like, hey, man, I really like that joke. He's like, oh, I wrote that today. Um, so that was cool, had that little moment. Uh, if I ever see him again, that's the first thing I want to say. It's like, hey, are you still doing that joke? I wonder what it sounds like now. You know, they won't have that connection. That joke fucking means something. He probably never did that joke again. Probably won't even remember. I might even tell him that joke, and he'll be like, oh, man, I forgot about that. Thanks. And, and you know, takes me on tour with him. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that works. Um, anyway, we have a big month. Let me keep going. But that was a dope show. That's going to lead to something later um, that we'll talk about because we were already had been plotting for the North Jersey Comedy Festival and we were looking for a place to do it. And um, me doing that, that show that day ended up uh, working that out. 
All right, so Williamson, and then we had another Laugh It Up Tuesday spot on my birthday, August 6th. That's my birthday show. That was really fun. Um, I closed that show. Again, that was like a 30-minute. I think that was the show I did like 30-something minutes <clears throat> from, from, from my friends. Um, and then, um, then that Thursday on the 8th, we had Staten Island. Um, uh, Thursday, Staten Island. I don't know who that was, but... Yeah, then we had uh, The Station, again, that Friday, Cranberry. Uh, then Saturday the 10th, I had Milk Crate Comedy with Scott Holt. He does this really dope show where he literally sets up milk crates, and you do comedy with a banana, and you do it at Times Square, you do it at Penn Station, you do it at Yankee Stadium. This one was supposed to be Times Square, uh, but they've done that all over the place. Excuse me. Uh, so I couldn't do that show because it was my birthday weekend and my wife wanted to do stuff. Um, but, you know, whatever. Then we had another Stress Factory uh, open mic. And then um, on the 17th, Comic Book Jones. We had the, um, um, I believe this was the, a festival show. I'm almost positive this was a festival show for the F Fifth Borough Comedy Festival, I think. Um might not I might have just been a comic book Jones show. That was funny. That was another Staten Island show. Then on the eighteenth, Riff Off the Cliff, Jersey City, Scott Holt, Ryan Rummels. Thank you guys for that spot. That's a really dope room. You could smoke weed there. That's cool. Um it's you know, it's a really it's like an art um like a museum. Is it a museum? No, like art exhibitions, you know, where you could just like an art house. Um, so that was fun. General Pours, that show's no longer around, but that was run by Rich Carucci and Aaron Wahlberg. Really dope spot. They just started getting that room really nice. They got a, a brick wall with a logo shining from a light, and then another spotlight on you. Um, and she was, uh, they were going to work, do something cool with Tom Rome, um, film some, some dope stuff there. Um, General Pours. Then we had a um, Staten Island show. I did make, I think this was the Bowls show. And I couldn't make that. Um, then Heights, Blazo, uh, spot there. That was a feature spot at an open mic. He does an open mic and then does feature spots to make sure. It just gives people a longer time. Those, you know, those comics can just do 10 minutes and try to pick up the, the show for the, the coffee shop. Uh, then we had a. Uh, cool party. I don't think I went to that party. That party, that, that was a party I got invited to but didn't go. Um, so that's the end of August. August was a pretty good month for my birthday. We had one, two, three, four, five. No, that doesn't count. Five, six, seven, eight. Eight shows. Wasn't my record month, but eight shows. So far, nine is tops. All right, now we're here in September. Fifth Borough Comedy Festival. All right, so September was the Fifth Borough Comedy Festival. I had two shows in that festival. I had um, what? I had uh, Staten Island and Muscle Fest. Uh, Staten Island was a regular bar show. I got to uh, have a really good set there. Uh, Muscle Fest on Saturday. That was fun. That I just wore a costume. I dressed like Macho Man. Randy Savage and did a set in his voice just talking shit, uh, cutting promos on people. Um, so that was fun. Uh, then we had um, had a podcast with de Blasio. Blah. And then we had uh, JSQ Lounge in um, 
from Jersey City, Irv Hernandez. This guy, Irv Hernandez, very quietly, is just a producing machine, just booking shows in Jersey City and putting a lot of the shows together. And shout out to him, man, working really hard. Um, so we only had three shows, four shows this month. Laugh It Up Tuesday. Uh, no, actually, no Laugh It Up Tuesday. It's three shows, bro. Three shows. All right, moving on to October. I'm going to fly through this because I'm going to wrap this up. I got to poop. Um, all right, so October 3rd, the Sugar Baby Show. I did not do. I ended up getting kicked off that show. Matter of fact, that's for another conversation. Uh, then we had October... Um, the week of the 7th is when we had the North Jersey Comedy Festival. And we had a week full of shows. On the 7th was Hot Rods. The 8th was Laugh It Up Tuesday. The 9th was Mulligans down in Hoboken with James Mack. Hot Rods is Clint Esposito. Then on the 11th, we had the finale in... Um, we had the finale in... Um, stuff up here guys sorry we had the finale at the Williams Center Aaron Berg headline so that was a full circle of how um, I was supposed to be on a show with him and then I was just like fuck it I'll book him myself um, no that's not how it happened but it just ended up working out that I ended up meeting him anyway and being on a show with him I, I hosted that show the first half and then Clint Esposito hosted the second half that was fun good experience um, we didn't lose money we didn't make money but I mean, we didn't make a lot of money. I made like $20 literally off the whole festival. So people think that we made a killing or people think that we, you know, this was uh, a wash. We'll just say that. There won't be another festival next year. And then that's it. We don't talk about it no more. All right. Um, so we had that, that show, uh, those, those shows this week. And then um, and then my mom had surgery the Saturday after um, the finale for the North Jersey Comedy Festival, uh, my mom actually had surgery that morning of the festival, and then I flew out to Florida that following day. I stayed out there for um, a week and a half with her after the surgery just to help her recover, help my family and everything. Um, she's doing great, by the way. Um, they think that she doesn't have any cancer left, but they still have to do a couple tests, so um, you know, we'll see. She's really did a great job fighting, whooping that cancer's ass. Um, so hopefully that'll continue. Then um, we came back on the 26th, Joey Diaz uh, show down in um, at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick. My wife got me that for my birthday. Um, and then she couldn't even make it because, well, I think Isabella was sick. No, um, my mother-in-law had had surgery that Friday, so we had no babysitter. Um, so we just didn't go. I ended up taking uh, my buddy Angel, who we do podcast with now. Uh, and that's it. That's the end of October. October, I'm just going to count one. That, that's the event. That's the only show I performed at. Uh, so only one spot for October. Now we're in November. November 2nd, I did a private event um, for um, Artie Dell, uh, who's a new comic. He's been putting on shows. Um, Another sleeper, you see. Um, when people aren't booking you, book yourself. It's a really good uh, thing. I, I like what he's doing with that. Um, you know, you just you, you getting your, your your own stuff together, and you know, you're putting shows together, and that's awesome. Paying comics, he's, he's doing good shit. Doing good shit, Adi Dells. 
Um, then what do we have? On the 13th, we have Bloomfield, which was Grisel Cabrera and um, the... Man, I'm sorry I forgot your name, bro. Um, but this is... Um, I want to say this is... Um, Good Vibes Comedy Show in Bloomfield. Uh, I forgot the name of this place, but I... I it was the same place. I was there on Wednesday for this spot on the 13th. And then on the 15th, I had the roast of True Dan's um, in the same exact room, which is funny on the same show. But that show was good. I had a good time. I actually ruined the joke and had a guy walk out on me um, on that show for Grisel Cabrera. It was my, uh, my Chick-fil-A joke. I messed it up. I said it wrong and it came out really hateful. And the guy, I think, was gay and got up and walked out. Um and then there was uh, True Dance was on the 15th. The Roast of True Dance, that was fun. Uh, did a podcast that month, too, with Dave Hodge. Uh, and then we had the L LITM um, Black Box with Zach and Pat show. That's right, Zach and Pat show. Zach and Pat. So um, November was one, two, three, four shows. Four shows in November. And then in uh, December, wrap up, I don't have any more shows the rest of this year. We had The Station on Friday the 6th. That was good. Blackjacks I did not do. There was a show was canceled. Um, and then we had, oh, look, go back. The one show I had in November, that got canceled. The 27th by Thanksgiving. That got canceled. That's right. And it's three shows for November and December. That counts because then I did it on that night. Zach and Pat show. Zach and Pat. Uh, so the station, Zach and Pat in Jersey City. And then Staten Island on Friday. Uh, I just did two shows. Because um, I did the hour with James Camacho. I double booked myself like an idiot. Because I booked the show with Patrick um, Haggerty um, like a month ago for the 27th. And then he said, I'll send you the flyer. And then I didn't write it down. This was 100% my fault. Um, you know, I take 1,000% responsibility for not booking this date on my calendar and writing it down. Even though it's on my calendar, I did write it down. I'm just an idiot. Look at that. It is. I did write it down. All right. Anyway, I just didn't look at it. What a dummy. Um, and then James Camacho uh, and, and wanted me to host... Um, the show he was doing when he ran his hour over in, um, in New Brunswick. So it ended up working out because then somebody else ended up hosting and then I just did a spot for James's hour. I felt bad that I had to dip on it when he was doing it, but it wasn't his first hour. So I feel better about that. Uh, and then I got to Staten Island to do Patrick Haggerty's show, which was fun too. Um, so I closed out the year pretty good. Uh, last two shows were good, um, that I had fun in. I uh, started doing a new joke that, that I really like. Um, that's that's ties a whole bunch of stuff that I want to talk about together. So I'm excited about that. So December was um, I didn't get the count for December. But sorry, I got excited to wrap up. One, two, three, four. So four shows for December. Not bad. We get a total count of the year: three, four, eight. 13, 
16. Start over. 4, 8, 13, 16, 25, 26, 34, 37, 38, and then those seven is 45. So 45 shows for the year. Is that really? Let's double count that. Uh, four, triple count now. Four, eight. 8 plus 5 is 13, 13 plus 3 is 16, 16 plus 9, right, 16 plus 9, if you take 4, that's 7, and 2, all right, I just shouldn't have done that, 12, 17, 21, yeah, 25, so 25, 26, uh, July is 1, so that's 26, then 8 is 34, and then um, 7 more, or 3 more is 37, 38, and then 38 plus 7 is 45. So 45 shows for 2019. All right. That's the shows that I have on the calendar. That does not count the shows that I actually did. Um, that may be a little bit more. Um, shows that I get booked on last minute and all that stuff. Or that I don't write on this calendar because I am unorganized. Um, I keep a calendar. I keep two calendars and the calendar on my phone. It's just way too much, and I'm just spreading too much information. I need to centralize that. All right, so what do we got? Um, 30, 45 shows. It's been a great year. Um, I, I wouldn't say great. I don't know why I said great. Uh, it's been a good year. Great, nothing really stands out to me other than I'm still alive. Um I learned a lot as far as um, just more about like my comedy and, you know, things to avoid, things to, you know, things that I probably should have thought out more before starting this train of thought. Um, I've gotten paid more, which is what I said I wanted to do. Uh, one of my goals and actually, you know what? I think my goals for 2019 are here. To review that real quick. Well, I think my daughter might be a racist. That's something I actually wrote down in this book. All right, 2019. Main goal, spend less, make fit a lifestyle again, write more, double comedy earnings, eliminate two pieces of debt, drink less. Drink less. I accomplished that. I've drank a lot less this year at comedy shows. Um, uh, let me see. Double comedy earnings, I'd have to check, uh, but that might be a possibility. Uh, make fit a lifestyle again, no, it's not a possibility. I mean, it's not, did not happen. All right. Um, all right, so we're going to review all this stuff. Thank you. Um, I don't know if you stayed with me this long. I don't know what your problem is. Um, but I hope you do the same thing for yourself. Review what you've done. See if, you know, you can have some sort of a metric. I think it was pretty cool to review the year and think about it. It's going to be good, too, when I go back now and make a list of all the producers um, that I want to uh, contact for spots and set my months up. Um, so I can start doing more more spots. That's what it's all about. I want to increase all these numbers every uh, every month. So that's it. That is the year in review. Thank you so much for paying attention this far i appreciate you and 
that's it. You can follow me on Instagram. Vic is funny. Vic is funny. Vic is funny. V I C I Z F U N N Y. It's like that on Twitter and Instagram. Vic is funny. I S funny. Uh, dot com. Um, I don't know. I gotta figure something out with that. Just hit myself with this. Um, and that's it. You're listening to my dad of the V-Cast.